Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we stand in mastery, we have cleared the wounded trauma that will keep us from our vision and our dreams. And so for those who need to heal this wound, many of us do. In fact, all of us do. It's part of the reason why we came to this planet is to take on this ancestral lineage to clear it and transmute it and to transform it. And my guest today is a spiritual teacher and the creator and founder of this powerful healing technique. It is ancestral story clearing. And we're going to learn about it today and see how we're really able to clear this to live our greatest dreams. Let's welcome Monique Hunt to Quantum conversations. Monique, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm excited about being here and having this discussion. We are too. So we like to call you Dr. Monique because this is part of your heritage, your walk on this planet. And let's start with your journey. What happened in your uh, process or your awakening in this lifetime that led you to do this work? Well, I would say that it. I've always had this ability to see things that others couldn't see or experience things that other, others weren't experiencing, but I also had this deep connection with the elders in my family. So I was the one that would want to listen to what they had to say and you know, sit at their knee and just hear their conversations and ask questions and hear their stories. And I found a deep connection to the stories of the ancestors, the different stories that they told. And so as time went on, I kept knowing that at some point that I would be doing something with this information, but I didn't know what. And my grandmother is an intuitive And there are a number of intuitives in my family. My other grandmother was a healer as well. 
And I kept getting these messages from them that, you know, you'll be doing more of this work. But I still didn't know what it looked like. And then I had an experience when I was working in corporate America. I was um, an engineer or working in engineering at the time and was feeling very unfulfilled, not very excited about what I was doing, not looking forward to going to work. And one early morning on my way to work, there was an accident that took place. And prior to the accident happening, I got a message that I needed to slow down and roll the window down and just listen. And as I listened, I heard metal on metal. And the fog was so thick that I couldn't see in front of me, I couldn't see behind me, I didn't know what was on the side of me. But all I knew is that I was getting a message to pull over. So I pulled over on the side of the road. And as I pulled over, I could hear, you know, cars hitting each other. And I realized then that I was really being guided in a way that I'd never really understood. And I knew that I needed to follow this guidance. And I knew that I had not followed the guidance, which is why I was on that freeway in the first place, because I got a message not to take the job that I had. And I went back and to the work the next day and told the boss, yeah, yeah, I'll take the job. And I took the job, and then it had me commuting. And so I'm on this commute. And by the time the fog lifted and we were able to move our cars, fortunately I didn't get hit, by the time we were able to move, the fog inside of me lifted. And I knew then that I had to do something with this information. And so I set out on what ended up being almost a three-year journey of self-discovery, working with different spiritual teachers, meditating, connecting with my ancestors, connecting with the elders in my family, asking for guidance, seeking guidance, reading everything that I could possibly read to really understand what was happening inside of me and what I was being called to do. And so I went on to continue doing my self-exploration when I had an opportunity to take a severance package and leave the company that I was working for and really do more self-discovery. And that led me from one thing to the next. And finally, one day I was writing. I had, had channeled my dissertation. And so I'd really started channeling and doing a lot of channeling work around writing. And I was writing one day, and all of a sudden I get these messages about the ancestral work that I'm doing, about connecting with spirit guides and helping people understand what their life purpose is and how to follow that purpose, then understanding what was possibly happened in their family lineage that was really preventing them or blocking them from fully achieving their life purpose and really living their life purpose. And they just started putting everything together. And through a series of meditations and writing and just working with different clients and hearing about what clients were dealing with and testing some of these techniques with clients and using the techniques and allowing myself to heal parts of my lineage that needed to be healed, that's how the Ancestral Story Clearing Program came about because stories are what we live on a daily basis, and our ancestors live stories as well. So that's my journey and how I came into this process, probably a 30-year process of coming into it, but I did. 
so beautiful that here you had this family lineage that your grandmothers, you know, was were a healer and an intuitive, and you were always deeply connected to the ancestors. And so when you were in the field as an engineer, right, this is like our 3D world of what we are uh, programmed to do by society. Um, at what point did you decide to go into engineering school and become an engineer? I guess where you like left behind this ancestral connection uh, to do that. Well, I think for me it was I didn't see how I could use this work to create, you know, a living for myself. In it, you know, to create yes. income. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about it being an option. You know, coaching and that kind of thing wasn't even something people were talking about. You pretty much got a degree in something and then you went to work or you went through a training and, you know, some kind of a, a tech training or apprenticeship program and you got a job. And so I was really pretty, you know, pretty good in math and science when I was in school and I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got out of high school. I had no clue about what I wanted to do other than I knew I wanted to help people. I had some idea that maybe psychology, but I wasn't sure. I just knew that somehow I wanted to help people. Well, that really wasn't enough to make a decision. And so I listened to the adults around me who were telling me, you know, oh, you're mm -hmm. really good in math, you need to consider engineering. And that's how I ended up in engineering because of what other people saw for me as yeah. opposed to me discovering for myself what would be good for me, which is why now when I talk to young people and I talk to their parents, <laughs> I always encourage them to listen to what their children are saying about careers and about things that they're interested in and help them and guide them towards something that they are interested in. And although I really appreciate the guidance that I received and I know that Everyone meant well for me, and, you know, it did do mm -hmm. some, you know, there was some beauty that came out of becoming an engineer, but it wasn't my past. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my past. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, that's what we talk about, too, where where we can look in our own lives where we give up that dream because of listening to others and doing what we think we should do. And that's beautiful that we, um, many of us are here to encourage that passion where bring that forward and, and really to listen to the careers and what they are interested in. So I love that you do that. And so you were always connected to your ancestors and the stories that they told. Now, what was that like as you began to piece this together? When you looked at your own life and you saw maybe that there was some ancestral trauma there, did you figure that out or how did you piece that together? I think part of my piecing it together came from just knowing the stories in the family. And, you know, I have a beautiful gift that my mom and my aunt created for us, and that's 10 years of work gathering the stories of our family. So we have a family history book that not only contains our family tree, but also the stories of some of the ancestors, some of the ancestors that I didn't have an opportunity to meet. And that book helps. But I would say that um, really spending 
time listening to the stories prior to my ancestors departing was very helpful. Understanding their stories, understanding the struggles they had been through, having a very um, a big interest in history and understanding historically what my ancestors experienced helped me to understand where some of the traumas were in the family. Watching um, our lives play out and the different things that were happening and seeing a common theme in different family members, I realized that these were some of the traumas and that's when I started understanding these karmic stories and that there were nine, there's like nine karmic stories that, that often play out in families. Not all nine always play out, but several of them will usually um, be experienced within a family. And I started noticing these karmic stories in my family. And I had a real desire to heal those stories and to help the ancestors who really want to guide us, who really want to give us their support help them to become more supportive, help them so that they can then support us and help us. And I knew that I wanted to connect with some of the ancestors that I knew who had experienced some pain, like abandonment and betrayal and some of those things. I wanted to help them with that. I wanted to help ancestors who had experienced a tremendous amount of grief. Uh, My grandmother lost her mother when she was uh, about four years old. And my um, great-grandfather lost several family members at a very young age, including my great-grandmother. So I knew that there was a sense of loss that was experienced and a sense of grief that was experienced. I knew through the slave trade that loss and grief occurred. And so my family members who had experienced that had experienced grief. So I knew that in abandonment and betrayal, And so I knew historically there were some of these karmic stories. I knew based on conversations with the ancestors, um, well, I should say elders at the time, that there were these stories that were playing out. And then I knew through my meditation and connection with the ancestors that some of these stories had taken place. And I just wanted to clear those so that my living family members and future generations wouldn't have to experience those stories anymore. Mm-hmm. And they would be able to live a more peaceful life. Yes. Very honorable for you to do that. Would you say then, I mean, I love what you said there, as, as our guides, they the, the ancestors, they want to be our guides. Um, we've talked on this show before about some of us come into, you know, this trauma, this uh, relationship trauma, you call them, there's nine karmic stories, but we come into it and sometimes we wonder, how in the world would I have ever chosen this? But when we do understand it and we do transcend it, then we can see that that really is what we were doing. Would you agree? I would agree 100%. Yes, absolutely. And I think that as we begin to work on these traumas, we learn the stories that, or we experience the stories that then can, then can help other people. So we often will do our own work, and through our own work, we're able to share it with others, which is, you know, pretty much what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So we're going to have you interface with some of our listeners today. 
So listeners, if you're on the phone, star two, you can join us on web call and you can uh, share your voice with us and ask Dr. Monique your question. So Dr. Monique, as we take callers and some questions, what is the best way for people to ask their question? Are they going to share something in their family that you're going to help them unravel? Well, I think that one of the things that may be helpful is to tell people what the nine karmic stories are and then pick one that you would like some information about. That would probably be the easiest. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the ancestors may not focus on that particular karmic story that you're asking about. They may have their own ideas, but it just kind of gives us a general place to start. And I'll do, it will be very quick. You don't have to necessarily give the whole story. If you want to give just a short snippet of what's happening, then that's okay. But, of course, we want to give as many opportunities as we can for people to ask questions. So let me give Mm -hmm. you the nine karmic stories that we work with. And I'll tell you how each of them shows up. So when we're dealing with challenges around relationships, Usually there's karmic stories of betrayal, abuse, and abandonment. When we're dealing with issues around abundance or a lack of abundance, poverty, illness, and addiction tend to be um, karmic stories that are playing out. When it comes to happiness and fulfillment and really being able to express your purpose, usually there's shame, grief, or violence that may be blocking that from taking place. So betrayal, abuse, abandonment, poverty, illness, addiction, shame, grief, and violence are the nine karmic stories that we work with. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has a question about any one of those, then we can start from there. Oh, my goodness, just this list. Um, there's there's a number, you're right, that, that I can see even in my own family, and I know that many of us have that. All right, so let's go to... Let's go to a caller in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Phone call number ending in 5182. Hello, caller. You're unmuted. Is this Melissa? Yes, it is. Thank you. Hi. for taking my call. I'm like, this is wow to me. You just went through all of those, and I'm just blown away because just recently I've been really exploring these things kind of from a different, you know, not, anyway, I have all nine, and they, I mean, I I do, and I was realizing, wow, when you said that, because the other thing that, that I had been trying to work on was, what, you know, I guess, you know, what, why, how, with all of that, I mean, I know, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm aware that, um, I chose all of this, you know, that I'm the creator. And yet, you know, there's moments when it's really hard to decipher how, I mean, I guess where I'm, what I want to know is how do I fully move out of the human having any kind, you know, because that's what I want is to just be able to, because even when I was looking at stories were coming up that I completely, completely forgot about that were just so traumatic. And um, 
you know, I had emotion. And then I thought, well, that's okay. I'm having this emotion, and that's going to help me heal it. But that's the other thing I wanted to ask from you is that do we – is it that we're in alignment when the stories come up and we have no emotion? When we do have emotion, does that help us then heal the stories? I don't know. I'm asking too many questions. I'm sorry. That's okay. What do my ancestors <laughs> have to say? Which um, one do my ancestors want me to work on the most? Because every single one of them has affected my entire life and still is. All of them. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that happens, too. It happens in families where all of the stories come up. Let me tell you what happens. Your ancestors experience one of these karmic stories, or multiple ancestors do, and then the wounds and the traumas from those stories are passed down from generation to generation to generation, and they're embedded in our DNA. Now, on the opposite side of that, also embedded in our DNA is their courage, their resilience, their love, their kindness, and their courage. So we have both parts of those playing out in us. And sometimes those get out of balance. Sometimes there's more karmic stories that contain, you know, really troubling things that have happened, wounds and traumas that have taken place. And so we need to clear those stories in order for us to be able to really embrace those beautiful things that they bring to our lives and the guidance that they can give us. And so in your case, with a number of these that are taking place, there's some healing, of course, that needs to be done with your ancestors and the experiences that your ancestors have had. What happens is when we clear those stories, it doesn't mean that you'll never experience, for instance, if we're clearing betrayal, it doesn't mean that you'll never experience a dishonest person again. It just means that there, you, we've taken the charge out of it. So what normally would be such a minor thing, if you have a history of betrayal in your lineage, now a minor incident can become major. And it can impact you in a huge way, and it can disrupt your happiness. Well, when we clear that story, when that experience shows up again, it doesn't have the same effect on you. You recover very quickly. You overcome it very, very quickly. You're able to get back to your happiness very rapidly. And that's why we want to clear those stories. Now, when we clear them, like I said, it also gives us an opportunity to embrace that ancestor to support us. And if I were to connect with your ancestors, not if I would, I am going to connect when it comes to your life experience, I would say that one of the areas that you want to do some work on would be abuse, abandonment, and shame are sort of the three that are coming up. What was the, the third top one three that are coming oh, shame, up? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's very, yeah, that's very accurate. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, well, I really, you know, I'm really grateful to my ancestors for the other, you know, the opposite side of that because um, in looking back and, you know, at my story, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm still here and, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff that I, I think, wow, how did I even get through that? But, you know, 
by their grace. You with, have the support. Having, the su- yeah. The support is there. Yeah, the support is there for you. Um, you have, um, and I'll share this, and then we will have to move to another caller, but you have um, two grandmothers on your father's side that are fourth and fifth generation who are encouraging you to, one, meditate more, do more things that make you happy, Mm. um, and, and finding out what those are. And they're also encouraging you to, there's something that you used to do that you don't do anymore that you used to enjoy. And I don't know, it might be around something creative, uh, and so they're encouraging you to get back to that, and that will start to help you work through some of these. And then also one of the best ways that I tell people to begin connecting with the ancestors to do this healing work is creating an altar in your home and letting them know that you're welcoming them in and that you want to create a relationship with them. And the altar mm-hmm. can be really small. It does not have to take up your whole house. It can be something very small in the corner. It can be in a little box if you want it to. But just something that begins to honor them, that will welcome them into your home and into your life, and that will be really good. But these two grandmothers are definitely telling me that they want to support you, that they're encouraging you, and they want you to know that you're not alone in what you're experiencing and that on the other side of many of your experiences, are an opportunity for you to begin to do something that will help other people. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing now, that that could switch and change. Yeah. Okay. So thank that you. Was, yeah, beautiful. thank you so much. That was really beautiful. Very, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Very beautiful. Oh, Honor. you're thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Mm. Okay, thanks, Melissa. All right. Yes, you know, making a list of things that make us happy and doing them is really the key for all of us. So that um, was a beautiful message. And just to ask our ancestors in, invite them in. Um, I'm going to actually upgrade my little altar as well. Okay. Yay. All right. Let's go (laughs) to, um, I believe it's uh, Ola, Ola in New Jersey. You are unmuted, Ola. Hello. Hello. Hi. Well, th- Hi. Th- thank you for bringing this subject. Well, I have uh, my family, of course, uh, problem like everyone, but I have as well a national problem because we are pretty much try to be extinguished by our neighbor, including making famine artificial and just basically creating constantly war. But I would like to know if anything I can do uh, more for my connections. Your connections with your ancestors? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, sure. Okay. Let me just check in with them. Okay, so oftentimes the ancestors give um, spiritual practices that will help you have a deeper connection or will help you release a particular karmic story. And one of the things that came up right away for you was to do a 21-day 
um, altar ceremony. And what that is is creating an altar to your ancestors, which you may have already created anyway, um, but creating an altar to your ancestors. And each day you're making an offering to the ancestors. So one day maybe you might place a piece of fruit on the altar. You may place a glass of water on the altar. So there's different things that you can place on the altar. And whatever whatever comes to mind for you, whatever you're feeling, it could be flowers. Um, there could be days where you do the same thing over. That's okay, too. But it's 21 days with you lighting one candle and then placing one thing on the altar and saying to the ancestors, I'm offering this apple to you as a welcoming into my life and into my home. And then you can either do a meditation or leave the apple there until you have time to do a meditation and, you know, invite them and ask them a question. One of the other things that you can do in this 21 days is you can each day write a question that you may have for the ancestors or something that some guidance you may have for the ancestors. Another thing that you can add to this ceremony is to, if there's someone that you need to forgive, write a note offering forgiveness and placing that on your altar. It, even if you're not ready to forgive the person yet um, by having a conversation with them, you can still place this on the altar and set your intention that you want to forgive. And begin to do this over a 21-day period, and you'll see that you'll have a deeper connection with your ancestors. Definitely. And you can ask and call upon them to help, you know, your family and your community and your country and and invite them in to do that. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Definitely start working with that, and I think you'll find that the ancestors will start to show up and um, you have a great-grandfather on your mother's side who who wants to do some forgiveness work um, and some healing work, and you have a great-great-grandfather on that same side that um, is just waiting to be called forward. He was sort of like um, a warrior or a soldier energy, and he's waiting for you to call upon him to come and offer protection. So I would include him in your ceremony as well. Even if I don't know his name? You don't have to know his name. Yeah, that that's one of the things that's beautiful about working with the ancestors. We don't have to know their names. We just know that they existed because, of course, you know, we have two parents, so we know that somehow we got here. And so we know that they exist, but we don't have to know exactly who they are okay. or even have had a relationship with them. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for picking me up. Thank you, Olha. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. 
So, all right, so this is a beautiful technique to really open all of our channels with our ancestors. So when we sit in meditation, um, do we just stay open to whatever may present? You know, when we when you were talking um, there with Olha, it's as if we don't know their names, and we don't even know that these traits or these behaviors are in our DNA, except only by the way we react to things. So I guess that that would be a way to piece this together, too, is to follow the thread of our reactions, where we react, what triggers us, um, and then continue to unravel it from there. Yeah, where we react and also what we see happening in our families. You know, what happened to the ancestors that we do know or even the living relatives that we know. Uh, what was your mother's story? What was your father's story? Was mm-hmm. there, um, were they divorced? Were they still married? Did one die young? Um, what was your mother's story with her parents and her siblings? What were your mother's experiences? What were your father's experiences? That's if you know, you know, your parents. Then you can have a better understanding of what, is taking place in your family, and then you know that those karmic stories are showing up. If you were adopted, mm-hmm. because I get this question quite a bit as well, if mm-hmm. you're adopted, you have the energy of your adopted family as well as the energy of your biological family. So your blood family is embedded in your DNA and your oftentimes the energy of your the family that adopted you is a part of your energetic body and so you're experiencing some of the things that show up in their bloodline as well mm. and i don't want to leave people thinking well if i'm adopted then that makes it you know double work double the no, work <laughs> actually yeah yeah and and actually it 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 is, you know, there is work on both sides, but here's the thing. That also means that you have ancestors that were very powerful people who were very courageous, who were very talented, who may have been healers of their, you know, mm. healers. They could have been um, doing some pretty amazing things, authors maybe, good writers, uh, mm-hmm. healthy people. You have all, you have a bigger source and a pool to gather to support you and guide you. So there is some beauty in both, you know, from having that experience. Mm -hmm. So if you have these things that are showing up in your life or you know that your siblings are having these experiences, for example, I had um, one client, and she's always allowed me to share her story, that had a number of siblings, and all of her siblings were divorced. Every mm-hmm. last one of them. Now, her parents stayed married, mm-hmm. but they were miserable. And there mm-hmm. was a history of divorce. There was a history of addiction of different kinds in the family. And there was a history of abuse. In every one of the relationships, there was abuse somewhere. Either the spouse had experienced abuse or her sibling experienced abuse of some sort. So we knew that as these stories were playing out within her 
family and her different siblings that we needed to clear those stories because they were probably a part of what their ancestors had experienced. And once we started clearing those stories, two of the marriages that were basically headed for divorce were saved. And those people are now happily married because we were able to clear those stories. Now, she cleared those stories, but it impacted her siblings. It impacted their marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, she had siblings that had problems with addiction and have now gotten help and are no longer drinking. So there's different things that have happened as a result of our work together in her family where people have healed and they didn't even know she was doing the work. Mm-hmm. They had no clue. She didn't actually have conversations with them until she started noticing the changes that were taking place. I love that. And that's where this work that we do on ourselves absolutely goes out into the field and our environment around us. I really love yeah. it. It is shifting timelines and it's working in the quantum field. All right. So for those who may not know exactly what it means to clear, let's use this example. Uh, I can look at even in my own life. I see this trait. I see a trait where uh, on my, he was my stepfather, but he was my dad, <clears throat> right? It was like being adopted. He was my stepfather since I was three, uh, and his family were still very close. But in his family, there was a tendency for the women to stop talking to the other women. For example, mm. the the mother not talking to the daughter-in-law. And so mm. if we notice these traits within ourselves, right, then the clearing is to be aware, but there's more to it than being aware. Can you talk a little bit more about that clearing process for an example like that? Yes, sure. So the clearing process, I always begin with forgiveness. And we do a forgiveness prayer. And in the case of, let's say, in your lineage, we would go to your great, great, great grandmother. Yes, great, great, great grandmother. And she had a son... And that particular son had a wife that, let's just say, wasn't the kindest person on the planet. And they had they had a, a major conflict. And the son basically didn't want to be in the middle of it, so he would step out. He wouldn't actually work at trying to make the relationship work. So eventually the relationship fell apart. The son, of course, spent more time with, the wife than he did with his mom, and it created an amount of resentment. And all of this is rooted in um, some betrayal, and there is some abuse that took place on the side of the wife. She grew up in an abusive environment. Um, There is some abandonment. The grandmother had some issues with abandonment. So we know that those are some karmic stories that are coming up. What we would do is work with one of those karmic stories first, 
and we would do some forgiveness. So we would work with the grandmother and ask the grandmother to forgive the grand, forgive the daughter-in-law for the pain that she caused, for the feelings of abandonment. And then we would ask the daughter-in-law to forgive the grandmother. And we would ask them both to forgive themselves and to forgive each other. And there's a whole prayer that I do that would start that whole forgiveness process. And then we would ask the grandmother to allow herself to be healed. And there are different things that may happen. The grandmother may want us to do some energy work with her. It may be a matter of just welcoming her into our lives. So we would, you know, take a look at your grandmother, and and this, of course, is your great-great-great-grandmother, and see what it is that she wants. Um, mm-hmm. And so the story that I just told is the actual story of your great 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 grandmother um, mm-hmm. with her daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some ex- there was some abandonment, big abandonment issues on the part of this grandmother, and her abandonment challenges came from. Her father was actually killed when she was a young girl. And as a result, she felt like he abandoned her because she didn't quite understand the whole process of him not being um, responsible for his actual death. And so she became very angry, very frustrated, and also very fearful of people leaving her. And because of that, when it came to her daughter-in-law and her son, that was also her fear that her daughter-in-law would take away her son. So we would need to do some work around abandonment and begin with clearing that abandonment energy for her, which would come first through some forgiveness work, and then we would tune in with her and find out what she needs and what she wants you to do to help release that energy. And mm-hmm. that may be a spiritual practice, it may be a certain way that she wants to connect with you, but we would make sure that she was ready to be a part of the guidance that's needed to clear any abandonment energy that you may be experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um any abandonment energy that other family members are experiencing, we mm-hmm. would invite her in to help with that healing and clearing. Yes, wow. Okay, well, I've got goosebumps here because you have actually identified how it goes out into the family lineage, how someone's pain is literally carried in behaviors and characteristics that we may not even be aware of. You know, as right. we do these, I just want to share, as as I do my personal work and, and we do our spiritual work and we try to make these relationships with families um, have us advance ourselves and heal well, I can see in my own life these issues, this abandonment issue coming up. Absolutely. I have um, something about threes. I had a brother and a sister. I have others. I have a half-sister and a brother. But my core siblings, there were three of us, and it was always two against one, usually my brother and sister against me. And that brings up this abandonment issue because it comes up in other areas of my life when there's the threesome 
Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I've just identified that, and it's something for me to work on. But I love what you do as you help your clients because you bring in this psychic ability, this intuitive ability that you have, which I find it so extraordinary. Thank you. Yes, I am able to. The ancestors love sharing stories with me, and I guess it comes from, you know, years of wanting to hear the stories. And I've always been really, um, I would say, excited when I hear people's stories. I'm always the one that wants to know, you know, how did you make that decision? How did you come into that experience? I like to hear stories. And so the ancestors have always communicated with me, whether it be mine or ancestors of others. In -hmm. fact, um, my friends call me the ancestor griot, where I'm able to, griots were those who who shared stories and told stories that carried on history and traditions. And so I've always been sort of that ancestor griot where I can carry on the stories of the ancestors and share the stories of the ancestors. And so they speak to me, and that's how I'm able to do the work. But I want to also say that that's not the only way to do the clearings, that people, like you just said, you can see and identify where the story of abandonment is is showing up in your family and showing mm-hmm. up in your life. And because of that, you're able to now do your own clearing work where you do your own forgiveness and you ask that the any ancestors that experienced abandonment, they offer forgiveness to each other and they forgive themselves. So you can do a general clearing and begin this work on your own. I don't want anybody to ever feel like, oh, the only way I can do it is working with Monique. That is one way, and Mm -hmm. I love doing this work, and that's the fastest way that we can clear that story. But you can do this work on your own as well. And it's good to have someone there to facilitate it, to to validate and to help us see that, because right there – You know, you sharing that story of the great-great-grandmother, the son with the wife that was not so kind, that even translated down to my grandmother. So it was even in that generation as well. And I see it um, irking me, ruffling my feathers in my own life. And so that was just really important. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we're going to take another caller. Let's go to Dolores and I love Dolores' story. She's got an interesting uh, experience going on with her. Hello, Dolores. Hi, Loren, and hi, Monique. Uh, Hi, Dolores. I'm so grateful for you taking my call. And uh, I have dealt with sexual abuse with my father, and I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. My spirit guides brought my attention probably about 20 years ago. And I'm now okay. years old. <laughs> so, and I've been working on forgiveness of, I've also got betrayal in my life. So I've been working on forgiveness for a long time. Forgiveness of myself and the situations that happened in my life and the people, you know. And so I just mm-hmm. wanted to know if my ancestors have any message for me because I just did a very powerful ceremony here in my own home. Um that was very successful for me, and I'd be happy to share what I did 
if it will help anybody else. But if they have okay. any message for, about what I have done to forgive them and myself and the situation that's happened, many situations that have happened with me. So um, if they have any information or they want to share with me and I have more forgiveness to do, I think I've taken care of it, but we'll hear what they have to say. Okay. And so what I'm getting is not so much what you need to do with your current story as much as it is doing the work to help the ancestors that have experienced abuse. You have um, on your father's mother's side, there was a history of abuse going back about six generations. And some of it was physical, some of it was, you know, emotional, mental abuse. Um, There is even, there's some sexual abuse that happened within the lineage. So the work that we would need to do when it comes to abuse, I like to, you know, really do more in-depth work. But the work that we would do would be around clearing those stories of abuse on that side of your family. Um, Let me see if there's an ancestor that can actually give me something to help you get started. So you're saying I need to forgive the, help the ancestors forgive. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And be forgiven. And be forgiven. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that will help you with how you're able to handle your current story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me just see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is you have a grandmother who was a, she was the wise one that everyone would come to. She was the wise one that um, helped people when they were in trouble, um, sad, disappointed, experiencing you know, any kind of depression, anxiety, problems. Um, marital problems, any, any kind of problems. So she was the one that everyone would go to. And she's letting me know that she will work with you to do this work to begin to help the ancestors so that you can release the burden of abuse in your own life and for future generations. And when we say future generations, whether you have children or don't have children, future generations of any of the members of your um, bloodline. So it could very well be cousins that you don't even know and their children that you don't even know. But you're helping all across, helping to release the stories. And she is... She was also very much a healer, and she's tapping, she's only like tapping on your shoulder for me, saying, I'm here, 
and we're going to do this healing work together. So she's okay. saying that she's ready to work with you to do this healing work together. And one of the things that you can do to honor her and encourage her to come in is she likes the color orange. So anything that you can bring into your space, particularly an altar, that has orange, whether it's the fruit or the color, <laughs> bring that in. And that's opening up the doors for her to come through and support you and help you begin to heal the the wounds and traumas that were experienced in your lineage when it comes to abuse. Awesome. Is this by chance my dad's mother? No, it's going back farther than that. It's going back a number of generations. This okay. is an ancestor that you would have never had any physical um, experience with. But she did, from what I'm gathering, she did come and connect with you um, at some point when you were a small, when you were a baby, small child. Okay. Yeah, so she's always been connected with you. Okay. I do have the gift of telepathy, and I do communicate with spirit. Oh, good. And okay. Well, then this will make it a whole lot easier. Yeah. And um, so I just went through a process where I brought and I, what I first did was I lit a white candle, and I brought them in and invited them in. And I asked Jesus to please assist me with this, and I brought them in. I sat them in front of me, and I said, uh, "I want to know, with no judgment, with no judgment." Um, I want to know why I experienced this with you and why this happened. So if you could tell me that, uh, I'm not going to judge it. I just want to know. And they all gave me answers. And then I forgave them. I forgave myself. And I blessed them and released them and sent them on their way. Mm, I like that. It was very powerful. Beautiful. And when mm-hmm. I all done with because there was quite a few people, when I got all done with that, my whole body went through a very powerful jerk, mm. which I knew wow. I breathed a lot. So um, I just wanted to share that process that I felt guided to do. And yes. that, that helped Beautiful. anybody else. It was yes, very absolutely. powerful for me, and I just wanted to be able to share that. And I'm looking forward to working with this grandma. In my thank you, and thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. <clears throat> thank you, Dolores. Thank you. Okay, it's really fascinating. Uh, you know, as as we hold ceremony for even the ones that that passed, loved ones that passed, we can absolutely do this. I know many in this audience has experiences with that. So it's all very, very interesting, the different tools that people use. All right. Well, we were talking with Dr. Monique Hunt, and she is taking callers. So we're going to go to another caller. This one is Serafina in Lakewood. Serafina, hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Hi, Serafina. Hi. Um, I... 
Never met my grandparents. Um, my dad was orphaned when he was nine, and he died when I was young. My understanding was that his father came to America from Ireland when he was just a young boy, and I feel like there's so much um, abandonment and grief in my lineage and um, an abuse. Abandonment in what? I didn't hear. Abandonment in uh, what? I missed that. Grief. Ah, like grief, grief. Okay. Losses. Um, and I've done a lot of work, and I just feel like there's something that is is keeping me, um, like it feels like fear from the past, not my not my past necessarily, although the things that have happened to them have you know found their way way into my life. But just wondering, you get a sense of. Um, grandmothers in particular that are afraid for me to break freer into a life that, um, you know, would be considered wild for them, you know, free, free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk to these ancestors. Hmm. Okay, so you said abuse. Mm-hmm. But I'm sensing that there's there's some abandonment energy that's there. There's abandonment abuse. And there's a little bit of shame and definitely grief. Much of what you're experiencing right now is from um, what they're telling me is from historical trauma. So maybe doing a little bit of work to understand historically what your ancestors have experienced, Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, going back several generations to where your ancestors may have originated from. Or if you're in the space that, you know, or in the place that they're already from, understanding whether or not maybe they went through some kind of war, famine, you know, what are some of the experiences that they may have had will help to understand a little bit as well. And this is actually, you know, for you as in terms of you doing your own work with it. Um, I'm getting a grandmother father's side probably fourth generation who was abused by a male family member Um, and that abuse she was blamed for the abuse, sort of that family stuff that goes on sometimes in families where the victim is abused. I mean, is the person who's been abused is now considered the problem or the source or the, the cause. Yeah. Um, and that was what she experienced. And as a result, many family members, she felt abandoned by many family members and betrayed by many family members because in her quest to 
receive help and support, she was blamed. And so she lived a life of anger. Um, So if we were to do some work with her, I would definitely begin with doing some forgiveness work Mm -hmm. and then understanding through her life what she would have wanted to be different Mm -hmm. and actually helping her create that difference through supporting you on your life journey. Mm. And that's how we would bring her in to help you heal and transform anything that you may be experiencing on in your life. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, you can call her forward and ask her to support you. Mm. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that would be that would be a a start starting point. Um and for you the spiritual practice may be writing letters to her. Mm. And letting her know that um that you love her and support her and that um she can release her um anger and sadness and hurt mm. about her experience. Wow. Yeah, that resonates. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. That that will be healing for me as well so I can release that experience from my own life as well. Mhm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Sarah. You. Thank Athena. you for calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Healing on all fronts, and it is through awareness. Awareness, Absolutely. awareness. It's everything. Thank you so much. All right, let's go for one more caller, and then we're going to tell everyone how they can work with you and take some of your trainings and teachings. Let's go to Lori um, in Corvallis, Oregon. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lauren. Um, I'll I'll make this quick. So um, the day I was born in the hospital, uh, my bio dad divorced my mother um, just in order to give me a name was the reason he talked her into marrying him in the first place. But um, this side of the family is a complete mystery to me, and we have had no contact. I've had no contact. And I was just curious what the ancestral line um if there's anything I can do to uh, remedy the issues that I have in my own personal life and or with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically abandonment it would True. definitely be one that, that came up. Betrayal because obviously and then grief. Yes. You know, um, grief and possibly some shame. Mm-hmm. Possibly some shame. And the other one that's showing up that um, would not be um, evident by that experience would be um, addiction. There's some addiction that plays out in that side of the family as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't know if you've noticed it showing up with any of the members of your family that are part of that bloodline, but absolutely. Um, Their shame is really big on that side of the family. Shame okay. is what 
what drives them to make many of their decisions. Mm-hmm. What what helps them? What causes them to do a lot of the things that they do? So shame mm-hmm. is huge. It's really okay. big. And mm-hmm. so that is part of where the problem is. That is part of where the problem lies. Um, but we want to go above that, and I want to go and connect with a family member. Uh, there's a grandmother and grandfather on that side of the family. Um, hmm. Seven generations back. Mm-hmm. And they are wanting to see different for that lineage. There was a history of abandonment, a history of betrayal that has come all the way through that family and has caused chaos within the family. Mm-hmm. Broken connections, broken family member connections. And these two are the ones that are the most connected who didn't carry that energy from their parents, who didn't want them to come together, um, who did everything to try to destroy that relationship. And they stayed together and lovingly stayed together. But the energy of their experiences that were embedded in their DNA were passed on to their children. They've been passed on and passed on and passed on. And they really want it to stop. And I'll tell you that they are telling me that you are the one that they've called upon to be that the healer of that family. And they're sharing with me that in order for you to be able to do that, you had to be separate from them. Okay. Or you would have been more involved in their experience, in their energy, in uh-huh. their um, stories. Mm-hmm. And it would have been harder for you to be able to assume this role of being the family healer. And when mm-hmm. I say family healer, I always let people know. I don't mean that you have to go and physically do healing work on every every family member. That you mm-hmm. don't have to do. But mm-hmm. as you do this work for yourself, you are helping them. Okay. And these these grandparents of yours are wanting to support you in doing that work. Okay. <clears throat> and so they are um they're inviting you to um how are they saying it? They're inviting you into sort of their energy, if you will. Um they want you to to recognize them with hearts um, so anything you have where there's like two hearts, it could be like two hearts hanging together, two okay. hearts. Um, they want you to write love stories to yourself, meaning stories about how much you love yourself, mm-hmm. and that will bring them forward. They want okay. you to um, find ways to laugh more, okay. dance more, and okay. that will bring them in. They love mm-hmm. to dance. They love okay. dancing. All right. And so dancing is a way to bring them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you begin to do this work, and, and I would love to work with you 
Um, if you okay. decide at some point you'd like to do that, I'd love to work with you on clearing those karmic stories for that side of your family because once you do that, then the relationship actually takes place. Okay. And it won't be a relationship where there'll be anger and resentment. It will actually create a foundation for a positive experience when you're ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for asking your question. No, that was perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Lori. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, it truly does help all of us as well. It's uh, amazing to hear you speak and to hear you into it and just to watch the whole thing. It really is wonderful. So oh, here we you. are. Yes, yes. So let's talk about how people can work with you. This truly is healing with the ancestors. And what a beautiful time to do this because it's such a, a deep healing on so many levels. And when we can truly make this headway in our own life, we're literally doing our job that we came here to do, healing our family, and that is absolutely changing our DNA. So tell us about um, ancestral story clearing, because this is a healing technique that you are offering in a journey for all of our listeners. Yes. So... Ancestral story clearing is part of what you've experienced. It's a very small part. There's a lot more to it. Um, I love the group process like we just experienced because it gives you an opportunity to hear different stories and different things that are happening for other people that you can incorporate into your own life. So anytime the ancestors share a spiritual practice, it's not just for that one person. It's for anybody that's listening that can also take on that spiritual practice. So the guided journey that I'm offering that I would love to invite all of the listeners into is a it's a three-week journey, but then it has a fourth-week component that's sort of a bonus component. And the first week, we're creating your healing altar. We're creating the altar that helps you invite the ancestors in. So I teach you exactly what to put on your altar, what will help bring in the ancestors into your life, like we've talked a little bit from different people today. You also, during that process, receive what I call your 2020 vision worksheet that will help you know what your vision is for 2020. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I want to help you uncover which karmic stories are preventing you from moving into 2020 and creating your vision, We want to clear one of those karmic stories, and then I want to help you invite the ancestors that can help you create and achieve that 2020 vision that you have. So when I say 2020 vision, I mean your your vision for 2020. So the first week, we're really looking at your altar. We're looking at what you want to create in 2020. And then the second week, we're doing an ancestral story clearing session. We're doing a live group call where you have an opportunity to ask a question. Everyone on the call has an opportunity to ask a question and receive a story clearing. It is similar to what we did today, but it's far more in-depth because we have more time. And so you'll be able to experience a clearing right there on the call for one of the karmic stories 
that is preventing you from moving forward in your life and achieving your 2020 vision or is disrupting your happiness. If you're not able to attend that live call, the good news is is that you can submit your question in advance. I will answer the question on the call, and you'll be able to go back and listen to the replay and get all of the information as if you were in the session live, and it will have the same impact and experience for you. During the call, your ancestors will always give some sort of a spiritual practice that you can do that will help you be able to continue to release that story. In addition, I always do a meditation at the beginning, so you'll have an opportunity to experience a guided meditation that will help you begin to clear the stories as well. And then the third week, we're doing an honoring and welcoming of the ancestors, and this is where we do another live session. And during this live session, I will connect with the ancestor that most wants to come in and help you achieve your 2020 vision. Now, it may be more than one ancestor. It could be two or three, but the one or or others that want to come in. And then I give you information about how they want to connect with you and the different things that they may want you to do in order to really establish that connection and build a beautiful relationship with them so that you can walk into 2020 with a vision and a team behind you helping you, supporting you, and guiding you to achieve the things that you've been wanting to achieve. So we go through all that, and then in in January, after you've experienced that, in January, I will send you a recording, two recordings, a forgiveness meditation recording and a poverty-clearing forgiveness meditation. And I'll also, sometimes the ancestors will encourage me to offer an, an additional meditation So what I'll be doing is just listening and taking in the experiences of everyone on the call, and then I'll check in with the ancestors to find what other forgiveness meditation we may need to do. Oftentimes I find that um, abandonment is a huge one for uh, many people, so a lot of times they'll guide me to do an abandonment meditation. So you'll be receiving a link to an MP3 recording in January that will have um, give you an opportunity to do some further clearing in terms of your um, your life, your vision, and your ancestral wounds and traumas, you'll be able to do more clearing work. So it's a three-week program of interaction with me, and then the fourth week is you receiving these recordings that you can use indefinitely to help clear any of the karmic stories that are focused on in the meditation. And then, as I said, the forgiveness meditation and prayer is overall forgiveness. That's sort of the foundation for doing this work of clearing these stories. And so I would love to encourage you and invite you to be a part of this experience with me. Yes, beautiful support there to really catapult everyone into 2020 We know that it's a very powerful year. It's already feeling very momentous. And so if there's anything holding us back, you know, it's time to truly be done with it. So this is a really great opportunity for you to work with Dr. Monique. This is a great investment in yourself to really launch you forward. Many are feeling that call of the heart. And so... Clear that karmic story so you can be free 
once and for all of it. Thank you so much for that, Monique. What a beautiful support program. The live group sessions are basically like personal sessions with you. So that's a very affordable way for people to work closely and get your attention on their individual needs. I love how you offer that. And so for those who want to take it another step further, you also are including a personal session. Yes, I am including one 45-minute session, and you can add that on top of the group sessions. We schedule that session, and you and I meet one-on-one, online, by phone or over the Internet, and we identify your top three karmic stories that are um, disrupting your happiness in your life, and then we focus on one, or if the ancestors give us time, we'll focus on more, and we work at clearing and doing a deep clearing of that karmic story or all of those karmic stories, depending on the time we have. And so it is a, a very, I mean, most people walk away feeling like a total transformation as a result of doing these one-on-one sessions, and I love the one-on-one sessions. So, yeah, so I'm offering the one-on-one session if you want to add that to the group program. Yeah, two options there for your personal preference. Again, what a beautiful item to really empower us into 2020. Thank you so much for that, Monique. This is available on this webpage, or you can visit AcousticHealth.com and look in the marketplace. You'll see Dr. Monique's special offer. And, of course, we also have a quick link, which that is bit.ly, so that's bit.ly, bit.ly, slash Monique Offer. And check that out and see if that resonates with your heart. If you really want to move forward with this unique guidance that Dr. Monique brings, we encourage you to check that out. Monique, this is wonderful. So there's questions coming in over our Q&A line that we don't have time to get to, but, you know, lots of stories about, um, gosh, everything from being in the womb to past life memories, yet still having the wounded child, and even though we're talking about this ancestral clearing, it's all related, right, and outside of all time and space. So any work that we do on this works across all timelines. It does. It does. It's all related and connected. Working with the ancestors is one way. There are multiple ways to for us to experience happiness and a connection to the spirit world. Yes, let's get connected to the spirit world. Let's embrace those positive attributes and finally heal the pain that we may not even be aware of, but we can witness in our own life those triggers, those things that take our happiness, suck our happiness, and actually sabotage us from our higher dreams. This is deep work, and you can go there with Dr. Monique. So, Dr. Monique, thank you so much for being here. As we close our... Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. We'll have you back for sure. As we close our circle, um, is there a message that you could assist us with that we might not have gotten to? Just want to check in with that. Okay. So my message would be 
that um, to always remember that even where there was pain and trauma and wounds with your ancestors, as I said before, there was courage and resilience and power and love and happiness and joy and all of the beautiful things that life offers. And so just remember that you can call upon them when you're in need of more of that, when you're in need of support in that area. You can call upon them, and it's not just about the healing, the wounds, but it's also about inviting them to be a part of your life. And if you're not comfortable inviting relatives that you knew that are now in the spirit world, then go and invite the great-great-great-grandparents that want to support you and help you. And invite them to help you clear the wounds that you may have experienced as a result of, you know, dealing with relatives that have gone on. And so I just want to encourage you to remember that the ancestors are powerful beings that love you and support you and want to guide you, and it is a part of their spiritual contract to help you from the spirit world. Mm. So comforting. So comforting. We have so much help if we just open up to it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Monique, for this quantum conversation. Thank you. I'm blessed to be here. Uh, We are feeling empowered and we are feeling the great love that is available to us from these ancestral realms. So thank you and namaste. We'll have Monique back for another quantum conversation. And if you'd like to work with Dr. Monique, check out her special offer that's available at AcousticHealth.com. Also, the quick link, bit.ly slash Monique Offer, will get you there as well. Well, now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. And as you dance, see if you can feel into your ancestors that Dr. Monique clued us into in today's episode. Namaste.
Thank you for listening to this Quantum Conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the Cosmic Heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.